Hi there! Welcome to Textures, a podcast about art, design and entrepreneurship. My name is Valérie Legras. In each episode, I meet with an artist, designer, creator, innovator, individuals who add textures to our world. We discuss how they are able to make it happen. Join me in discovering their world, their work, and how they go about living and leading a life that inspires themselves and others. Cara Bro Maguire of Minmo Studio joins me on today's episode. Cara is a self-described dreamer, a visual storyteller who showcases her creativity through design, photography, and styling. She adds to this inspiring repertoire a business flair. Minmo Studio, where she brings her lens to develop beautiful and intentional brand development and identity. She's also a part of a design collective also known as Studio or AKA Studio. So let's get started. Hi, Cara. Thank you so much for meeting with me. Thank you for having me. So, Cara, you're a graphic designer. Yes. But how did you start it? How did you end get up into doing this what you world? Do? Yes. <laughs> I graduated from LSU in graphic design, but um, that wasn't where I started. I actually went to LSU with the intention of being a dentist and was in biology. Um, quickly realized that it was not the path for me. And I was sitting in chemistry class being like, oh, man, I really really miss um, art and design and I just always thought that was a hobby it wasn't a career path and then the light bulb went off and it was like this this is this could be a career so I got into graphic design and while I was there um, at the time it seemed like oh wow this is a lot more um, sitting at a computer than I had originally intended or thought graphic design was I, I mean I really didn't know it just almost seemed like the most practical option of the art um, it was that or architecture and then um I just went with graphic design, um, which is, I will say, a wonderful foundation for a lot of creative fields. I, I have a lot of skills that can be used and applied to a lot of different creative, um, yeah, fields. But um, graphic design was good to start. And then as I was there, I was in the store Anthropology. And they create these large-scale installations and create environments. And I was like, who's doing these things? Like, I want to be that person. So I dug in and figured out there's a visual team. And so I started as an intern at the Baton Rouge store. And then eventually, and that was the path. That was the dream to be, work at Anthropology and create the displays and eventually go to home office and be the team who comes up with the concepts for each store. And so, so I... I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah. So can you describe what type of... A right, right type of installation. So if you've been into this retail store, um, there's several concepts within apparel and home. And it's their whole belief system is creating an unimagined environment. So creating a world of wonder and and creating a character and expressing that through... An, ins an art installation, essentially, that's complementing the clothes or complementing the home uh, products. So we would get a concept and we would build it. I mean, I built things out of anything from paper to dyed fabric. Um, I used a lot of tools, power tools, uh, skill saw, chop saw. I'm very handy, actually, with a lot of tools because of that job. But that was the path. I didn't realize that at the time, but that I wanted to go there. So when I graduated, I worked for Anthropology and was the display coordinator. That was the name, uh, the title. And I actually went to Miami to do that. And um, what I mean, there is a, a studio? 
So in, in the back, within, yes, within so the, the store, within the store, there's mine was very. It's usually very small, um, depending on I guess your level store. But yes, there is a art room. Essentially, is what they called it, and it was my office, and I would create all of these things in a very small place. So who comes up with uh, uh, the concepts? Yes. So there is a team, a visual team at home office, and they would there be. Remember there being three apparel concepts and two home concepts. And they would send out like a prototype of materials that you need to be using and colors. And this is the character of this. It's bespoke and it's I don't, it's a French girl living in whatever. And she has a baguette and she likes this. And so create the... But the beauty of it was there was a lot of play within that. So yes, it was a prototype, but you would make it fit your store and unique to your store. So not they didn't want one store to look the same. They didn't want it to feel manufactured, and they wanted each store to feel unique. And all the stores look different, and it's creating that environment. So to me, that was it's a way to work with my hands and get out of the computer. So that was kind of the path. I wanted to be the people who came up with the concept, which was at Home Office in Philadelphia. But to get there, it was like. I had to, to kind of work my way up. It was corporate life. So it was corporate. I mean, they try to make it not feel like that, but essentially Anthropology is a very huge company that um, is corporate at the end of the day. So you had to work your way up. So I ended up moving to Miami because that was where the job was available. It wasn't available here. And um, so I just was like, okay, well, I got to get my get my feet wet feet wet and get experience so after doing like a year and a half of internship at the Baton Rouge store then I graduated and did that and I was loving the job but so I'm, you work full-time in Miami at that yes point. I was full-time Miami as a display coordinator um after doing that for almost a year unfortunately my work environment was not good I had a really um interesting boss who wasn't the best and it was like I just moved here not knowing anyone in my work I mean work environment is crucial to it's a minimum eight hours of your day so if you're miserable at work it doesn't matter what you're doing if you don't like the people you work with then um it got so bad that people I was being bullied essentially and it got so bad that people didn't want to get lunch with me because they were scared that what was happening to me was going to happen to them and it was it was a pretty insane situation so then it was a crossroads of now what this was the dream this was the the path I'm quite a planner what do I do so I was like I guess I kind of need to start at square one and I didn't know so I moved back home just kind of needing the support of my parents of like what's the next step and I graduated in graphic design, but I did this whole display thing. So now what? You know, my experience is not in a typical graphic design agency. Um, and then an old employee they uh, was reached out and asked me. She was working for a company, Grandmother's Buttons. They're based out of St. Francisville. And they sold their jewelry um, at market wholesale. And they needed someone to design their booth to sell the product. So at market, their market booth. And since I was display, they asked me to design it for them. So I started there and then started doing their graphic design and then started doing their displays in their store and became a buyer. And then all of a sudden became creative director of their company. And so... So what is a creative director for a company I like was that? kind of... It, it was a, it's a family-owned business and they're both wholesale and uh, retail. So it's both sides of it. But I basically was managing the creative direction of their brand essentially 
and um, deciding on what was the right move visually what for their catalog. I was creative directing and styling their catalogs and campaigns that would be going out to wholesalers, but then it would be a different campaign for your e-commerce audience. So I would be directing and creating and conceptualizing all of those collateral items and also um, website design and also was managing their retail stores. And um, it was a lot of hats, but it also opened a lot of doors for me in understanding like what I did like to do and what I didn't like to do and kind of got me into this whole creative directing, styling, um, brand I- early ideas of what branding and identity is. Um, it got me back into graphic design. Um, but also understanding like the importance of having a brand and having a vision and trying to implement that into many the many fabrics of a business of a business. So after being there for a certain amount of time, it was like kind of another light bulb moment for me of okay, what am I these skills that I'm doing for this one business I could provide and do for other, other businesses, businesses and many people. And I kind of just reached a plateau working there. And it was a mutual thing of like, you know, I wanted to grow and kind of keep going. And it just, that road kind of had run run its course. And it was the moment of kind of, I'd always, at, at I won't say always, at that point of the game, I was thinking, okay, I've been wanting to do something on my own. I'd come up with a lot of different business ideas. And I actually really want to create product. That's actually always the goal. Nice. But... It was almost like, where, how can I make money, essentially, um, to start and then get to the point where I can create product? And so then it was the moment of like, okay, well, what I'm doing for them, I can provide for other people. And then it was like a kind of a, a now or never moment. And I, yeah, I quit the job in that December. And then I started freelancing as just Kara McGuire Design and Styling. And that was in March and then didn't become officially Minmu until that January the following year so that Min I announced. Minmu, Min Min tell us about Minmu. Yes, Minmu. It's um, a quirky little name. Um, I knew I'd, I started as Kara McGuire because I just didn't, I knew I always wanted it to be its own entity. I knew I wanted it to be beyond my name because I, I just knew I would be, I wanted to do a lot of different things with it. I didn't want to be pigeonholed, and it was evolving into a place I wasn't quite sure. Um, so I just wanted it to represent something, not just me. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. I just wanted it to be a unique name. And um, But I subtly got myself in there because a nickname as a child was Moo, and my mom now calls me Minnie. And Min Moo, something about it felt quirky and unique and I thought that kind of felt like representative of me and I was like all right let's do it Minmu it is and I like cats and the O's and the M's created a perfect little cat as a little sub mark so that was that that's cool so you, yeah. you um I mean when we go on your website and when we look at your work you definitely don't only prob you're not a graphic designer this is not exactly what you define yourself I, yes because I think that's We're not just doing graphic design because that's an aspect of a brand identity when we're creating those. I mean, that's the skill set that I'm, I'm utilizing. But there's also, you know, creative direction almost is the overarching idea of what we're doing for a business in the sense of creatively directing them and coming up with the big concept ideas of how they should present themselves to the world. Obviously, 
the business has the foundational understanding of who they are and like maybe where they want to go, but we help develop that visually. And so graphic design is part of that, but that also goes into creative directing photography and the images that represent your brand. And, you know, the material choices that your print is, and it goes beyond just the, the graphics of it. It's thinking big picture. And we like to think big picture a lot because your brand's supposed to live you know, you, you don't want to design a logo that only lasts, you know, five years. We want it to live with your business as it grows and develops and, you know, 10 years, 15 years, you know, it ha should have longevity. It should be able to live that long. So um, that's why I don't quite say, you know, we're when people ask what I do, I quickly just say I'm a graphic designer. Sometimes it's easier. It's weird for me. I still have like imposter syndrome that I have my own studio and, you know, that I feel weird being like, yes, I have a creative studio and this is what I do. But um, that's the quick answer. The long answer is, you know. Much more interesting. Much more, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so in order to really think about the big picture and achieve that goal, you collaborate with other creative minds. Yes. And in your studio, yes. you have other. It's, it's a major part of, um, so... When I mention creative direction and images, I, I collaborate and share a studio space with Augusta Sagnelli Photography. Um, we met, became, wanted to work together, became fast friends, and realized we work the same. We think the same. This is a wonderful partner, like collaboration. Um, and but she has her own work, and I have my own work as well. But it was like we, when we find opportunities, we love to work together. And like I said, images are so important for a brand so we started sharing a space and our first studio was neighbors to small chalk and she is a illustrator muralist extremely talented and it, we kind of also looked at each other wait there's an opportunity I, I love your illustrative style you know this is a skill that I don't I can draw but you do it so effortlessly and I would say 20 times better than me this is a skill that I don't have. I would love to add that to Minmu's rep repertoire of what I can provide for a client. So there is an opportunity for collaboration, then I want to do it. If it's the product's better, I'm game. So she was neighbors, and then we both were like, well, we could get a better studio space if we all shared it and then also kind of package it as a one-stop shop for a client. So, um, yes, we're our own three entities, but we love it when we can all collaborate, I think, best ideas can come from that it's not all coming from my brain and um when i've got other creative minds in the pot i think it can only get better i agree and so <laughs> i and also to me it's really i, I know my we for me it's a big part of like understanding your weaknesses and where you can fill in the blanks like i know my strengths but i know where ashley comes in and can make my work better for it and where gus comes in and she can make the work better for it so we have this kind of collective collaborative thing going, which we've coined also known as studios, but because we're also known as other things, but together we are AKA, so. And so when you have a new clients coming to you and they start a new business, um, what do you want from them in order to, because you, you go deep into the, I mean, yes. you, you go deep into the brand, but if it's a new brand. It's a new idea, a new, right. Yeah. Which um, I would say, tricky I would say the best you know best clients or best brands are they have a good understanding of their mission or their they understand what a brand is which is 
you know, a mood or an it's an idea. We're trying to sell an idea. We're trying to sell an, uh, a feeling. And so when you understand that a brand is that and, you under, and we're trying to tell a story, that that story is carried throughout all the many aspects of your business, it's understanding those kind of – it's more than just a logo. That's a huge understanding. And you'd be surprised on the amount of people who don't quite fully under- – no, I, yeah, I, I can like see that. Why because, yeah. It's, you know, we're not just, it's not just a typeface. It's very thoughtful. You know, this, the cleanest, simplest design can be the most time consuming because it's when to step back and when to not do too much to it and how much space is between those letters. It's all very delicate. And we make jokes all the time at the studio. People only knew how many hours we just stare at typefaces to find the perfect minimalist typeface for that brand. But it's very thoughtful. And, um, I would say it's having that base, baseline understanding and then knowing that what that is and we crew, we help develop that visually. So we help you in that development. We help that client in that development, but it's also how that's expressed visually, but you have a base understanding of like who you're on, who are we trying to attract? What is our clientele what is this product supposed to make someone feel or what is it supposed to feel like when they enter our website and we help fill in those blanks but to have a rough idea of that I think is really important is that yeah does no, that answer that the question <laughs> and I think it's hard when you are um, you, you, when you when this is your own business and I mean whether it's a new business or whether it's an existing business you spend your whole day you know the head you know driving, running the business and yes. you don't step back. Step back. It's and, hard. It's hard to spend th- that time for yourself. Yeah. And we redid our website, website uh, last year and it was super hard to even, you know, write the content. Oh, I just, can barely write anything about myself. <laughs> I mean, it's very hard when it's about yes, yourself. Yes. So having someone that is from, you know, outside of a picture and help you rethink the entire uh, dynamic of your business and the vision, uh, yes. you know, it's, it's really. And we, are, you know, it's um, a lot of times we do have creative people coming to you know interior designers or photographers or um architects you know it's not that it's not in your wheelhouse you're a creative person you can visually see something but so different but it is different and it is a different type of skill set and it is good to get someone outside looking in because how we're interpreting it can help fill in those blanks for you that maybe and also you're running like you said your own business and spending that time on yourself is very difficult and so it's good to have someone come in and present you these are the ideas these are the concepts like tell me and it's easy for you to just be like yes yes no no I want this maybe try this and then we go back to the drawing board and that allows you know that helps you definitely and I really like um I really invite the listener to look at your Instagram and website (laughs) (laughs) I think it's very neat and you're very minimalistic and I know that just like in interior design the simpler the harder harder I usually I'm always saying I'm like it needs more space around it it needs more space around it I just think things need to breathe and when it feels too on top of each other it just something gets lost um but I it's funny because I wouldn't say I'm a minimalist in life um, all the time, I really love patterns. I love, you like, yeah, I love you like color. Mix and match you and like <laughs> pattern mixing, and I wouldn't. It's interesting. Um, my friend uh, Courtney is a true minimalist in her aesthetic. Um, sorry, Courtney, I'm calling you out. Um, <laughs> but it's just, yeah, my home is. I, I think it's 
but yet in my work I always tend to lean towards that and I don't know why it comes out with the graphic design but it's something what I lean towards which I do find surprising but it always kind of ends up there and it's yeah. always challenging yeah. to go the simpler way. Yes. Uh, not simpler way, you know what I mean. Yes, I definitely know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> so, Cara, you're in business for about three years now. Yes. Minmo is about three years. How would you describe um, your journey, the ups, down? You know? It's, um, I would say the biggest, the hardest part was just telling the world that this was what I was doing. Um, in the beginning for me, uh, I felt very vulnerable to put myself out there like that. I felt... Like, are people going to look at me and be like, why is she doing this? Like, you know, does she have, did I have the talent to back it up? Is, you know, putting yourself out there and your work out there as artists, creators, it's a very, you hold on to everything. It's also precious and you've put your heart and soul into it. And we do that with every project. And we're at a, thankfully we're at a point and graciously at a point that we only take projects that we're very passionate about and we love the work that we do. But in the beginning, um, it was, you know, it was just me. There was no collaborators. There was no employee. There was, it was just myself. So once I started, um, it was, you know, I missed that. I would say the challenge was missing that collaborative, that the teamwork, that, the teamwork yeah. um, just being myself, the ideas only coming from me, as I've said already, like I think the greatest ones can come from that collaboration and that teamwork. So I did miss that, like, huddle of so uh, you were working from home and at I was the beginning. just yeah I was just yeah. working from my house so meeting clients at coffee shops and um just me and my you know it felt I definitely felt like a fraud you know I'm putting something out there on Instagram and there I am on my couch like in my leggings like you know trying to put out this persona of this work and I'm like is anyone gonna believe this but um three years later you know and a you know, having a studio space. The studio before this was a garage. So, um, you know, baby steps. But now looking back, when we first got into the garage, the one I split with Augusta Sagnelli, it was like, oh my God, I have my own space. Like I get to leave home and go to work. Like what a game changer that was. It was, it felt like being able to, for me, working from home became a challenge. It, I didn't even realize. I, I did it for about a year and a half. And um, it was like, I was sad and I, I didn't realize why because I loved what I was doing. Um, so the challenge, I, I realized I really missed like uh, interaction the and, life around. And, and, and having someone just show up at work and be like, hey, did you get the, catch the episode of whatever last night? You know, it's just that conversation I realized I really missed and I was like, okay, I need a space. Like this isn't good for me mentally and then I feel like my, my work is suffering for it. So it's kind of like, okay, what can I do? And making that happen how can I make this work and for me it was splitting a space and it being out of a garage but Gus and I like to make jokes that it was you know great things came out of garages you know like and coffee shops sometimes and co- yeah and like <laughs> Apple started in a garage so basically you know I'm Steve Jobs is what I like to say but um but it was the the challenge was definitely working for myself and the to me a, a huge game changer was sharing a space getting out of the house and um, having having a space to call work. And to me, from there, it's just um, – I will say I never looked back. I've always been – soon as I put it out there, it was the greatest decision I ever made. Like, definitely it's hard for me to step back and reflect and be like, wow, look how – look where you are and how far you've come from being on your couch. But um, it, it was – yeah, the hardest part it was definitely just being by myself. And I'm a social person. I mean, I certainly like, I like to say I'm an 
introvert extrovert I'm an extrovert introvert but I do need that social interaction and um and I miss that team but I I definitely have it now and it I definitely it's been a huge game changer it it really fulfilled also your creativity having people around you just need it and it just it feels you just feel stifled at home and I, I just needed to be able to go to a space that felt that was where you know being from home you're like oh there's dishes that need to be done should I do that or I do know. I just keep working I <laughs> like, had that experience for some time yeah it's and a weird it up... works for some people and there's no I think yeah. that's great if it does for me it just wasn't a good it mix. didn't work for me either yeah. I ended up going every day to the same coffee shop I feel like I was going to my office yes it was like well welcome <laughs> yes. like French truck again for me I was like fancy seeing everyone here welcome but it yeah I definitely had to get out of the house so you are at a happy place right now in yes your work. it yeah. is it's a very exciting time I mean we um are getting larger scale product. I mean, we like to say we create comprehensive brand identities. Um, we're looking to being have a comprehensive, large scale project, and we're getting more of that. We're not interested in smaller, not you know, logo work. Just that we're looking for the big, the big fish that we can have. We like to have our hands on everything. So if design, we can, the design collective. Yes, if we get, if we love the having it from infancy, the the idea and being able to start with a logo and then watching it grow through out the found all of it into the print collateral, which is a very fun part for us is packaging. <laughs> um. So your husband is an architect. Yes, he is. Across the street from you. Across the street. It's very convenient. Never Cicada. would have thought. I know. Cicada, yes. Uh, and you both have a little girl. Yes. Four and a half months. Yeah. Pretty so, fresh and new into it. So how it is as a woman to manage your life as uh, a young mother what and a, good, a business what owner? What a good question. I think um, the podcast I listen to, they're still figuring it out. But um, I would say... It's, um, I've said many times to people, Minmu is almost a comforting thing. It's, that was my first baby, so to speak. And it's a place that I understand and know. So going to work every day for me was like, oh, I know how to do this. I can, I know how to be Minmu. I know how to be a designer. Um, the mom is all the new stuff. So that was the overwhelming. Um, and as a woman, of course, we want to do it all. We want to be able to do it all. I want to have dinner on the table and working out and being the entrepreneur and all of those things. Um, so sometimes it's giving myself a break and that grace of being like, it's okay that you can't do everything. It's fine. It's all going to be fine. Um, the balancing, I think it's helpful. Certainly that I'm an, I, I'm the, my own business. I'm don't have to ask a boss off if I have to get off work early because she needs to go to the pediatrician or she's sick or um, I think that flexibility is is definitely a beautiful thing, but there is the catch of like if I'm not there, then the work's not getting done. I have one employee, but um, it's not it's not enough when you're a small team and you have a certain amount of projects. So it, there's no one else doing it. There's no one. I'm I'm the rainmaker. I'm hustling to get the work. I'm still the onboarder. I am the project manager. I am you know running all of those things. So the flexibility is great, but for me. You know, I'm when I'm home, I'm mom, and when I'm at work, I'm I'm working. So it's for me. That's I'm a better mother. It seems that way. If I'm expressing myself and being able to do the things I want at work, and if anything, I have this more 
excitement and like when it was maternity was over I was I was excited to get back I was ready I was like let's go like I'm ready to take on the world like I'm mom I've got to prove like I can provide and do this and it was um exciting to get back to work actually um you know I think again it helps knowing I'm we have a nanny and my my mom shout out to mom work does watch her two days a week so the comfort of having a, a family member is certainly uh, ease, eases the mind to get back to work I know not everyone is as fortunate with that so where do you want to uh, mean to go in future future like I mentioned in the very beginning it's product um product design it, it's something that's always interests me to say I know exactly what that product is I can't fully articulate but um It's definitely where I want to go. I would love to have, I would love to collaborate with other people to create product. Um, Augusta, the photographer, and I have definitely talked about creating something together that we could produce. Um, but, you know, right now it's a challenge to spend that time for, you're doing all these other projects to, to carve out time to create Minmu. I can barely keep up our website or social media. So it's trying to figure out, um, So the plan is to get a slightly larger team that can help maintain the clients and projects that we have. And that will allow me to step away a little bit to create and design product, which I know is a lofty goal, but I'm a goal-oriented plan, five-year plan kind of person. So um, that is definitely in our future, I believe it. But I just have to build out, I think, Minmoo's team a little more. So we'll see. TBD. But awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, Kara, thank you so much. That was Thank so you so much for having me. This was very exciting. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks to Kara Maguire for taking the time to meet with me and discuss her creative journey. If you would like to learn more about Kara and Minmoo Studio, visit minmoostudio.com. You can continue to follow her journey on Instagram at Minmu Studio and Pinterest as well. This podcast is an ongoing creative conversation for anyone who looks around and sees the added texture in their world and wants to know more about who is doing it. Be sure to share texture with your friends and community. Find your preferred listening platform at valerielegrat.com slash podcast or listen it on Spotify. Follow so that you don't miss new episodes. Thank you for listening. A bientôt.